Hello? Can you hear me? How are you doing, Alex? Okay, I think I know what I did wrong, but we'll talk about that another time. Okay. We're on, we're on and ready. We're on. We're here. We did it. Yes, it could not conquer us. We are ready to tell the damn story. (laughs) Hey, folks, this is Alex Simmons and Chris Ryan here. Um, Yeah, yeah, those those of you, rather who followed us over the, uh, the many, many uh, challenging months and, and, and a couple of years, actually, that we popped in and out of doing the Tell the Damn Story podcast. Uh, thank you for being patient with us because uh, Chris, you know, he, he's got a life that goes on and on and on and a number of responsibilities, a number of thousands. See how articulate I am? <laughs> he's got a number of things that he does uh, in his day to day, you know, as well as uh, being uh, a writer and teacher and so forth. And uh, some of you may know that I have a similar active life uh, as uh, both a writer and uh, um, an arts and education consultant and uh, teacher. And so a lot of the times we're so caught up in the adventure of what we do that we don't make the time as opposed to don't have the time. We don't make the time to sit down and reach out. And so um, I apologize for that. And uh, we'll try and do better. We are. We're trying. We're trying new technologies. So, yes. Uh, what, we'll, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What is this new technology that we're doing, Chris? Well, it's, it's a new app that we are experimenting with called Anchor, and we hope that this will, that we'll master it and and make it um, easy enough for us to contact each other no matter where we are, and keep telling the damn story. And I hope it does. So, so damn it, let's tell it. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about today, Alex? Well, you know, Chris, uh, Chris and I throw out uh, all kinds of things, you know, all kinds of topics, uh, creative, political, social uh, life, you know, whatever it is, we can talk about it. Um, but among the topics that we wanted to jump onto over the next you know, few days, weeks, months, um, is this independent publishing experience, uh, because both of us have dealt with it, it's, you know, been involved in it, uh, both as uh, participants and observers, and even to some degree as consultants to others who have decided to, to get on this uh, pioneer trail. And so we've had a number of, shall we say, challenges that have come at us, and we've handled some, you know, well, and some others have been challenging. So we thought that it might be good to sort of explain explore what we've seen, what we've experienced, and where we feel things might be going now? Because, um, Chris, I think you would agree the game's changed a bit yet again. Oh, yeah, the game has changed on a couple of different levels. And um, it's slanting again towards the, um, the establishment and against independent, I think. How do you see that? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, one thing um, I wanted to mention that I, uh, we hadn't I hadn't been able to mention before is that um, Amazon is more vigorously um, enforcing who can write reviews of your books, whether they're graphic novels or uh, paperbacks and ebooks like we do. Um, and I, I had two very good reviews knocked off my latest book because the people worked in the same building as I did. And, you know, my, my, uh, we had a pleasant exchange, Amazon and I, they're very, 
you know, very polite and all that. But I kept saying, I'm an independent publisher. Who do you think my first reviewers are going to be? Complete strangers or people that know me and want to see what I'm writing? I said, these people wrote legitimate things um, and got knocked off. Now, I know that if you do it on Goodreads and say, I know this author because I work with him or because he's my my brother-in-law or whatever, that they'll acknowledge. But Amazon will knock it off, which is is a, a level of frustration. However, there are more uh, uh, levels of frustration. Um, one of the things that... Um, uh, you know, you find out. You know, you find out things tough. Indie indie publishers have obviously smaller, um, so smaller budgets than say the big six sure. or one of the big comic book publishers or whatever. So we're looking at social media as the um, the way to level the playing field. But if you were to take a a, a posting say on Facebook and it says you want to boost this I always get asked to boost my Chris Ryan or Christopher Ryan author Facebook page and if you do boost that and I have experimented with boosting uh, uh, my posts often you can click on what interests you want that boost to go but what I'm reading more and more and more is that it just gets scattered out there to the first you know, if you buy, uh, okay, send this out until a hundred people click or a thousand people click. It's whoever clicks. Let you me know. let me do this for those of you who might be listening to this and have never dealt with Facebook. You know, in terms of a promotional tool, other than everybody who happens to be your friend, buddy, family member, whatever fan, and they're they are on they're constantly reading your page. Um, the Boost software basically is supposedly in effect. It, it acts a little bit like you're buying an ad. Okay, it's, or or as as Chris used uh, the term earlier, it's like you've had a bunch of flyers printed up and you're going to hand them out. And so when you get to the software menu, the Boost menu, Facebook Boost menu, it gives you the options of choosing the age range of people you'd like to approach. You know, from young to you know to 18, and then there's from uh, 18 to like 35, and then there's like from 35 to 65. So there's the age range. There's uh, the in the where in the United States, uh, or do you want to go to multiple countries? How much money do you want to spend? Because there's a, you know, you get a certain number of people that you can reach for a certain amount of money. So you have these choices, and the idea is that you are able to say, well, my product will do best with this kind of age group in this part of the world. Uh, and oh, male or female, they have a gender choice there as well. Let's say 18 to 35, liberal, uh, college graduate, male, female in America. That's, you know, and, and who like, you know, um, action adventure novels. That's what right. you think you're sending it to. Right. So I'm just, I just set right. up. So that's, that's the kind of menu that you receive. Right. And then it's how much money you plunk down, right. and they will take a certain amount of that money each day supposedly to reach that specific number of people, supposedly right. that specific category that right. you have set up. Go ahead, Chris. But, but the reporting is from several sources that they just shoot it out there to whomever. And as long as they get the numbers, they think that's okay, which is frustrating because you think, you know, you think you're being you're dealing on the up and up. 
and getting those people. And that's not, uh, according to reports, that's not the case. Mm. You know, and you mentioned before, you know, your friends and followers. Let's be honest about that. There's a new algorithm that unless, yeah, unless your friends and followers are responding with likes and more, more responding with comments, there's no guarantee that all your friends and followers will see your stuff. Unless, of course, you buy a, a boost specifically to send to all your followers. So it's, again, another cash grab, which, I mean, I understand they're doing business and all that sort of stuff, but they are making enough money that they don't need to limit the indies as well. It's, it's frustrating. And, of course, the, the Russian bots is not helping the indie market either. Now, I'm told that Facebook ads are more truly adhering to the specifications that you um, uh, that you require. However, that you, okay, that you requested, right. yeah, that you request or that you okay. order when you're paying. Yes, right. yeah, <laughs> you stipulate when you are paying for this ad. However, that it's a David and Goliath situation because I may be spending five or ten or even twenty five dollars a day on my independent book, which is $25 a day is pretty big for an independent budget. However, Simon and Schuster, they might be spending a thousand or 2000 or 5,000 a day. So how am I going to get out from under those shadows? You know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say two things about that. Just not, not to stop you, but just to sort of, Put it in perspective um, for, for any of the independents who have been in this business uh, in terms of comics anyway, um, since before, say, well, no, actually, even now, 90,000. I, I entered in the 1990s. And if you remember, Diamond, Diamond Distribution puts out a, uh, a catalog, if you will, that every, you know, that's it, it lists all the comics that, that they're shipping, that they're, they're handling for, for various publishers. And one of the grievances, which, you know, you got to live with because, hey, it's real. It's business. One of the grievances you had to live with was it's the size of a phone book. It's, it's literally it's this thick, huge, massive paper you know, structure. And the very first 10 pages or so, the beautiful color ads by the big boys, you know, Marvel, DC, Image, whomever. And that grabs a lot of attention. It's got, you know, nice size ads, blah, 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 blah. Then, from that point forward, after their stuff, then you start to go into the, the vast portion of, the, of the, the publication. And it's a lot of little ads by, you know, all the independents and, and other companies, publishing houses, that can afford these little uh, one or two by two inch uh, ads with, with an image. And occasionally you would have a full page ad, which would cost you $200, $300, whatever it was. But the reality here was, A, except for the color stuff at the very beginning, the vast majority, hundreds of those pages of that thing were in black and white. And the retailers, after a certain point, they're not going to read. They're not going to look at everything. They're just not. It's no. not going to happen. So a lot of their money is going to go, A, to the knowns, whether they're the big, you know, the big three, four, whatever, and then to some of the indies that have 
you know, at that time in particular, have some high visibility. And after that, there's hundreds of people who have bought ads in this thing or had free ads in this publication that will never be seen. And so it sounds to me like, to some degree, we're facing that very same situation now, whereas earlier, as you said, uh, with social media, we were all hoping, wait a minute, this might level the, the playing field and even give us a wider uh, distribution arena to, to make a noise in. Well, let me talk to you about one of those arenas that uh, independent publishers really felt was a, uh, a leveler. Of the Have I ever stopped you from talking? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's Goodreads, you know, and Goodreads um, can be overwhelming. You know, um, so uh, you get you, you you figure out how to how to take care of it all and author central and you get to. OK, now I know how to do uh, participate as an indie publisher. And it used to be that you could give away um, a book as a book contest, a book giveaway, an autographed paperback. But, mm-hmm. you couldn't, but you couldn't do the digital, just the autographed paperback. And um, I recently saw, just as recently as last June, I saw a speaker on Goodreads talk about how to do it exactly step by step by step. So that was going to be a big, and you could do um, a giveaway every week forever if you wanted, according to this setup. So, this so you're talking about like June of 2017, right. you saw the speaker, okay. And I was ready, getting ready to publish my uh, new novel, and this was going to be... Uh, a Simple Rebellion? A simple rebellion, right? Okay. And this was going to be one of my ways of doing it. And um, the um, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. What's up? Oh, 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 oh! All right, hold on. Come here, you. Ah, um, I think uh, I think he's talking to the four-legged wonder. Yes, we have a new dog who apparently is is freeing himself to go and help the construction dudes. So hold on. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. I, th- I think a dog is willing to help out where he can. That's, that's, that's a noble piece. Yes. Okay, so, what you were so, saying. Yes. so now that was going to be part of the, um, the plan. Your, your marketing plan. The marketing plan was going to, was going to be giving away uh, copies, autographed copies, and I was going to be a happy guy and all that stuff. And then there was an announcement for independent market uh, publishers. They're so exciting. Now they have a new program for independent uh, publishers. You can now give away one paperback, autographed paperback copy as a contest for $199. Wait, no, no, this, is, this is not separate from you can give away a paperback copy for free. No, this is in place of that. When did this happen? This happened about two months ago. So we're in March now. So you're saying January, beginning January, of 2018. And I, and I published in January. So, you know, the joke was on me. <laughs> God. But they did say, well, you would be getting access to everything that the big publishers get for only $199. I don't know what they're, what they're saying. We used to have access to everybody who was interested in our genre. They could sign up and, and join the contest, and they could find out about the book, and it was a great way of getting attention. And they say, but now you can also give away as many digital copies as you want 
Ah, because you couldn't before, right? Couldn't. So this is a big plus for, for Goodreads. You can give them away for only $599. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You couldn't give, let me even back up a little bit further. You could give away a free paperback. In the old days. For free. But you couldn't give away the digital. Now, you can give away away a free paperback, but it's going to cost you $199 to do that. And yes. you can now give away digital, all the digital copies you want. All of them. Yeah, except it's going to cost you $599 to do that. Now, now here's one of the things that I don't understand. Okay? There's only one? Well, there's many. And hopefully someone out there can educate me, right? Educate um, <laughs> the, um The Goodreads app was purchased by Amazon, right? Uh, and Amazon also has Kindle. Mm-hmm. And I publish through Amazon and through Kindle, and I signed up for I. Kindle Direct Publishing. Yep, yep, yep. And through Kindle Direct Publishing, I can give away as many copies of the books as I want up to six days or five days per cycle, per quarter, I think it is, mm-hmm. days or something. So why would I pay five hundred and ninety nine when I can already give it away at Kindle for free? It does raise a question. It's, it does, you know, and, and I understand. Well, Goodreads has the readers, and and you know, they're built in readers, and it's easier to find your audience. I believe that's true, and I believe that has a monetary value, but not five hundred ninety nine dollars. By the way, it's five hundred and ninety-nine folks, not six hundred. The six hundred would be unreasonable. So, so I, yeah. I can only conclude that this is one of those false offers that they don't really want you to take advantage of it. They would prefer that it's just really the six sisters uh, who keep who keep publishing and 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 paying for access to Goodreads, and I think uh, it's a it just comes across to me, and I'm willing to get an education, but it comes across to me as a way not to elevate indie publishers, but to crush the indie market. And I think that's short-sighted on everybody's part. Well, I, you know, um, the, the old phrase goes that just because you think somebody's after you doesn't mean that they aren't. <laughs> I, th- I think that there's a, there's a lot to consider there. There's a lot of possible motivations behind this and and of course as you and i are people on the lower economic end of this experience you know we don't have the deep pockets of it within the comic book industry um image or or dark horse or we don't have the deep pockets of in the publishing industry of maybe um uh, scholastic yeah, <laughs> although right. scholastic is big random house is big uh, so I'd have to come up I'm with a smaller sure. one, like, okay, Abrams. Okay, let's just say Abrams. We don't have those pockets. No. So I guess part of what I look at is, is this an effort to narrow the bottleneck? You know, because I, 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 look at, I look at the comic book. I look at the comic book industry, for instance, and I know that mainstream, or I should say prose publishing, because of the internet, yes, now anybody and everybody can write and publish a book. 
you know, quality of it, we're not even going to discuss. Just anybody and everybody can do it. The, the tools are there. Uh, how you sell it, how well you promote it, all of that, that's another question. But yes, the tools are there for you to get your book out into the world somehow. Um, and in the comic book industry, it's really no less a same situation. Because at one point, everybody had to try and get a publishing house, whether it was the, the, biggie, the big boys or any of the, the, the independents that we all knew and loved. Um, you had to try and get them to accept your book, your concept, your series. And then if they accepted it, they would publish it as long as they saw it made sense to them. So if one issue was all they felt like doing, that was all that was going to happen. And then it was bye-bye. So now everybody has, again, access to the software and, and a means to get the word out about their property to some degree. But I see it, and, I, and you know I'm an old film fan, I see it in many ways like the Charlie Chaplin film, Modern Times. There's a scene where the factories have been closed down. You know, these films are made in the 20s and 30s. Um, there's a scene where the factory is closed down. Everybody's been out of work. It's been very hard. Everybody's poor, broke, starving, whatever. And then suddenly the news hits that the factory is going to reopen. And there's this scene of Charlie running across this, this dirt, poor uh, landscape to reach the factory. And just as he reaches the factory, there's this huge mob of men. I mean, it's like, I don't know, maybe 50, 60, 70 deep that he plows through to get to the gate, literally the gate, which is just closing. And he squeezed through as the last guy, right. the last guy they let in. And it's, it's that same scene. I see this now. And I see the mob representing all of the people who are trying to publish, whether it's mainstream, you know, prose or comic yeah. indies. And yeah, every now and then somebody's going to squeeze through, is going to get through the gate. But the more they close the gate, the fewer people are going to be able to get through. And your supposition about Amazon and Goodread, it could be purely just business i.e., oh, we have the money to buy you. You, you, you represent income. We're going to make more money from you the way you didn't make money. And it could be just about this, everybody looking for the green. Or it could be more insidious and say, you know, this has been competition for us. Let's just squeeze that door shut slowly. Yeah. So ultimately, I, I, it's going to affect people. One way or the other, it's going to affect us. I wonder, I wonder whether... The Goodreads offering of 199 to give away, whether you used to be able to give away for free, and the 599 to give away ebooks. Um, I wonder if that's being embraced. I wonder if any of the indies are grabbing onto it. You know, well, because I, it's what I, the market will bear, right? Yeah, I will speculate that yes, some are, and I will. I will. I think we mentioned this earlier. I brought it up uh, back when when I was first breaking into the uh, industry with Blackjack. Uh, so we're talking you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I'm sure this exists, but we had friends, you and I had friends in the comic book and graphic novel marketplace who had become part of these sort of traveling book shows, mm -hmm. uh, author shows, you know, whatever you want to call them, where a group of authors gave money to an organization which then put together these, these sort of mini exhibitions. Right. And then you could go, or mini book cons, if you want to call them that. And they could pop up anywhere in the United States, in any city, in a, in a little office space or a little, you know, it's not, no, it's not the Javits Center. We're talking about something that sometimes might have like two, three rooms, small rooms. And you wander through these rooms, meeting these different authors and looking at the books that they put out. So these people had to throw down anywhere from 200 to six, $700 to be a part of this thing. 
Right. And I think, yeah, I think that, you know, certain things, nothing's new. You know, it's, it's a variation on a theme. So, yeah, right. I, would, I would bet that there are authors doing this. Uh, this harkens a little bit to what we used to call the vanity press scenario where I have this property. I think it's great. I want it out there. What do I have to pay to make that happen? Well, so what what do we see as solutions or as ways to com- cope with this? Well, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound because um, I'm really not one of those people who says that, uh, you know, what's what's the use? I'm, I'm not I'm not that person. No, uh, no, no. I think I think people can get knocked down and you get up again. That's that's what you do until you just can't get up anymore. But the reality of that is how, how many how many beatings can you take? And let's let's find out. Uh, I think that one, and I, I said this earlier, and I don't I don't want to come off snobbish, but I'm just going to be real. Uh, the quality of what you do is a factor. It absolutely is. And you know if you if you can find your audience, that's great. But once you find them, you better deliver because they're the people that are going to support you. You know, no matter well, what everybody else does, they're the people that are going to support you. But then how you find your audience becomes the quest. And right. I, I think that, you know, dealing with what, well, let's deal with first what, what Facebook has done with their algorithms so that you can have a thousand friends, quote unquote, but maybe only 20 of them are ever getting any in notifications of your postings. So now you've got to pay to get the rest of the word out there. Well, it's a part of finding out how do you use that system because right now that's the system that they have. If boost and ads are your alternatives, okay, which of these are going to give you the most bang for your meager bucks? Uh, but right. then it's also, you know, before all this, we did the flyer thing. We did uh, getting on local, you know, in getting in local newspapers, getting in local TV or radio interviews, uh, talking to our friends, spreading the word, sending out emails. There's all of these grassroots things that we can go back to while we are attempting to calculate how do we deal with what's happening with these companies. So I think that's the first thing is really sitting down, looking at what what's out there, what your options appear to be, and then finding out how do I work this system? What can I realistically do while I'm trying to build up money that will allow me to play with the, with the shall we say, with a bigger league? Uh, it's definitely a... a... It's a struggle because the more you um, the more you look, the more there are options. You know, you can do this this way, and you can do this this way. And I think you really have to try and figure out. Okay, these two things seem promising to me, and focus your energies on that because mm-hmm. you could easily spend the next ten days doing five different apps or programs or uh, lecture series, or video schools, or webinars, and where has it gotten you? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I think, you know, it's funny you mentioned some of those alternatives. I will say that for the past almost three years, as much as, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creative guy. I love the creating of things. Sure. Uh, administrative, I can do it. I'm intelligent enough to do it. I've done it. I've been trained in it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. So I've had to force myself. It's a left brain, right brain thing. I've had to force myself to do some research and do homework. Because as I'm, I'm often saying, no matter where I go, you know, I've, I've given you know, presentations and workshops and things. 
all over the country and also in other countries. It's a business. You know, that's what we're in. We're in a business. And it's a creative arts business, but it's a business. So I've looked at marketing. I've looked at, you know, digital, uh, the gathering of digital and data and information. I've looked at, you know, the terminologies. I've, I've actually taken on certain uh, social media mentors to see what I can learn from them. Because, you know, this right. is, again, not something that I'm in love with, but I understand it's a tool. You know, just like any, you can build a house, but if you don't have the tools, it's not going to work out. I'm here. Am I fading? Hello? Did, did we lose each other? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. So I was just saying that I think that what I've had to learn from people like James Clear, Amy Porterfield, uh, Digital Marketer, you know, a number of these things is... A, like you said, take one or two things and focus on it because absolutely you're expending energy every time you go for that next quick fix, that next sparkly, you know, like they said, talk about the next sparkling thing, the next glittering thing. You, you have to sort of lock in on what do you do best, where are you most comfortable, and how do you work it to the maximum effect. Um, I think you and I talked about, uh, you know, getting out there and being seen. Uh, you know, because of writing, yeah, you, you're alone in your room and you do this. You're maybe as an illustrator, you're alone in your house, and you're doing this, your studio, wherever. You get your book done. Okay, you've been alone doing that. But once you start to have to promote it and market it, you have to find ways of putting yourself out there. Or if you really hate doing that, putting somebody out there who can represent you, who can be the face of your property. So that means, you know, finding ways to, and if you can't write, you know, ad copy, finding ways of writing promotional copy, ad copy that'll work for you. Uh, doing, yeah. doing podcasts or doing interviews, letting people interview you, or maybe if you've worked with an illustrator who's more outgoing, let them interview that person so that, that energy comes across and so that people hear about your property. Make sure it is somewhere they can get to easily. You know, if you have a website, make sure you can sell from that website. If you, if you don't, then do it through Kablam or do it through CreateSpace or Amazon so that it's accessible, easily accessible. So that it becomes a knee jerk. Okay, I've heard about it. I'm interested. Oh, this is all I have to do is click, click, and I can buy it. Boom. So break down the resistance and the hassle people have to go through to get to your work. That's, you know, at, at the yeah. lowest level, I feel that's what you can do initially get yourself out there but you know in terms of how quickly the numbers increase and build there's a whole lot of work behind that i agree so you know it's the 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 truth is it's not just telling the damn story <laughs> you gotta find ways to sell the damn story <laughs> well that become our sequel podcast selling the damn story <laughs> oh yes. but yeah that's 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 really true folks you know we we love creating the stories and we love hearing from people who do that. And, and yet, as, I, as we both have said, it's a business selling it, getting that property out there. Unless you have a deal with a major publisher who's going to do all that for you, it's on you to be that end of it as well. You're the art department, you're the creative department, you're the sales department, you're the promotions department, you're the distribution department. And you have to wear those hats, you know, in order, in order to make, a living or make some money from this 
So start thinking along those lines. And Chris, I think I think I I sort of speak for both of us when I say we would love to hear from people. You know, uh, how do you feel about what we've talked about? Uh, what experiences you've yeah. had? Do you have any answers that you'd like to share with people, or do you have any questions? Right. Yeah, because oh, Chris yeah. and I both uh, we roam through both the comic book and the uh, mainstream prose publishing uh, arenas. And we do a lot of conventions, and I travel a lot, you know, both here and in the United in in uh, other countries like Holland and Africa and Russia and so forth. So we've got a broad view of a number of the things that are going on, but we really would love to hear from you. Uh, what your thoughts are, what your experiences are, and what your questions are. So, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, we're on Facebook at Tell the Damn Story. You know, you can join us there. Keep looking for our podcast and our blogs. Uh, Chris, what's your, what's your, you do a blog, right? What's your blog? Uh, well, uh, mine is Chris Ryan Writes. And um, I even have a podcast with my wife, which is completely different to this. Um, so, you know, we're yeah. out there. That Many people have said that. We're out there, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're out there in more yeah. ways. My blog more. is Simmons oh, Here and yeah. Now, and I'm also on the web. And there's a number of other things I do, but you can find out about that by contacting us. But like I said, please feel free to reach out to us with suggestions, thoughts, questions, whatever. We we really want to hear from you. Yeah. Tell us how you tell you the damn story. Can I say that again? <laughs> I said, tell us how you tell there the damn you story. There you go. And tell us how your challenges in selling your damn story. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Been great talking to you, Chris. Right. Great talking to you as Take always. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye.